0: Once your mindset is in the right place, you become one million percent unstoppable. Whatever you want to do
1: in your life, whatever you dream of doing, nothing is impossible. You can do it. And anyone you admire, anyone you look up to that has done things that you think are beyond imagination, though once at a point of idea, were once a point of imagination, and now it's real. So that means even you too can actually decide that you're going to get whatever you want to do. So just get out there, get on your feet and take action. That's the key. You have to take action and you'll get it done.
0: everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Next Level On Purpose podcast. I'm very excited because as usual, the whole idea behind this podcast is to be as transparent and as real and as authentic as we possibly can. My aim is to ensure that each episode is filled with so much juice and so much genuine content from real humans that are living the real human experience, not superficial living, but really doing their life their way. And I believe that at the end of the episode, you are going to be energized, you're going to be motivated, and you're going to be inspired. This podcast essentially is for women who are looking to transition from their nine to five corporate jobs to launch businesses based on their unique gifts and talents that they are madly, deeply in love with. I'm so excited because the person that is here in the studio with me today is a very special friend of mine. Not only is she a friend of mine, but has been a long standing client of mine. And she did the big leap. She transitioned from a really good corporate job and has now since launched her business. I have known Nelly Kinyanjui, who I will be introducing in a little while, for well over 20 years. And I can say that those 20 years have been very rewarding in so many ways. We've seen the evolution of each other. We have seen the metamorphosis of each other. We have seen each other go through, you know, valley low and mountains high. And that's part of the process of friendship. And I want to really have her share her experiences uh, regarding her corporate life, her personal life, and building a business from a place of utter transparency, as I said. So without further ado, I'm going to share who this amazing, amazing lady is. So Nellie Kinanjui is the founder and chief executive officer of Impact Point 360. She is a certified holistic wellness coach and a business success coach. She believes in the holistic approach to our daily living, and her mission is to help women build successful and fulfilling businesses, communicate their value, and start a journey of development and discovery into their well being. She has 15 years of expertise in the Kenyan healthcare sector. Where she managed strategy development and execution. She was also instrumental in developing mobile solutions to connect more people to prepare for healthcare through insurance in the country's national effort of universal health coverage. Nelly has vast experience in product development from idea to launch, the creation and launch process embedded in well being principles makes her soul sing. Nelly runs business success programs rooted in well-being, engineering to address the challenges of creating a healthy life, work, harmony for individuals in the workplace. Using a two-pronged, systematic and holistic approach, Nelly enables her clients to zero in on and improve on their leadership skills, which are directly impacted by wellness. This is vitality, Self-leadership, self-mastery, mindset, mental focus, and adaptability. The end result is a leader who can add value to themselves, their teams, and the community. Wow, what an outstanding, outstanding bio. And as I was reading your bio, Nelly, yes, I'm privy to what it is that you do, but I'm like, this is just amazing work. So welcome to the studio, Nelly. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joanne
1: Muturi. It's such a pleasure to be here and an honor to be in your podcast. And as I told you, it's very exciting for me because this is my first podcast. So what a great way to be, to have a first podcast with you, Joanne. It's
0: amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and As you said, it's your first podcast. I'm curious. What are your expectations for for your first time on a podcast? Fortunately, I've had the
1: pleasure of listening to your podcast. So I know this is going to be just a conversation, and not just a conversation, let me say a very uh, beefed up conversation that's going to help others, build others, and also empower others from the place where they are at and see that it is possible. No matter what, it is possible to get out of um, employment and start
0: a business. Excellent. You know, most people when they're transitioning from their corporate job and launching a business, there are so many concerns and fears and anxieties that come with that. And I don't know if you had any anxieties during your own transition. Would you want to share, give us a little bit of your journey into transitioning? Like, What triggered you to transition? And then what led to you saying that, you know what, I'm going to do this? And what support uh, did you need during that period? I know that's uh, like three questions in one, but it's because I do not want to interrupt your flow. So please go for it. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I
1: think for me, um, I had a, a great career, I must say. And from when I started working, I it was onward progression. There was There was no point I felt I was not moving upward. And when I felt I was not moving upward, I moved out. And I must say, and I'm sure if my bosses will listen to this, will also agree with me, I was very good at my job. I was very committed to everything I did. And I did my work with excellence because I believed uh, that um, to be the best and to grow, then you have to do your best to your excellence. So that I was very happy with. But at some point, as much as I enjoyed what I was doing, I felt I was made for more and being made for more in this sense in, in regard to my work was that whatever I was doing, I was at the corporate level. I was impacting people, yes, but I felt I had more um, capacity to do more direct touch to the people and I would, I would have really wanted to do that. And it wasn't an easy decision. Because I, start, I actually started another business uh, when I was still working, what, uh, what many call a side hustle. So I started that uh, just as, an, as a channel for my exit. And when I started that, it was not easy as well, managing the two. So that also became quite a, a, a tug to do uh, while working. And it reached a point where now I was getting my third born. I was expecting my third child, who's now four years old. And uh, I looked back, and you know, it's always nice to pause and reflect. And when I sat down and thought, okay, uh, I had these two, my other children were much older, so they were 15 and 12 right now. And I thought, when these ones were born, uh, my life was like a marathon. So, living home, and I told you, I do my work well, so I would not want to get to the office at 10. So, I'd leave home very early. Um, at six so that I'm in the office by eight or before eight and start doing my work. What does that mean? I don't see my children in the morning because I leave them sleeping. And again, I would not leave before at the time that I'm supposed to leave because I also have responsibilities to cover in the office. So I'd leave probably later, five, sometimes six and get home maybe eight o'clock, if not later, uh, depending on the traffic. And that led to, I mean, not seeing my children. And I was like, okay, is this the kind of life I really want? Because my family is suffering as much as I really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm impacting people because I'm I'm very passionate about impact. But then again, on this other side, the people who matter to me the most, I'm not impacting them. It's a bit of a loss for me there. So what can I do about it? And uh, I think having thought through that process about what my children went through, my older boys went through, and thinking about this third child that was coming, I was like, this is the, a point of decision that I must make because I don't want to continue that cycle. I am I'm now aware uh, at that point, that's what I said to myself I'm now aware, and I don't think I want to continue like this. And that's when I made the, the decision that once I finished my maternity, I was going to give a notice and Uh, transition into
0: uh, something else. I can imagine there are so many thoughts that were going through your mind. How were you able to sit down and somehow make that decision that I'm going to do it no matter what? What sort of support did you need at that time to help you move
1: forward? For me, the the number one support I needed was the reassurance that even though I left my job, then I would have uh, the financial support at least to help me survive. So I think that was one thing that I needed. And talking to uh, my husband, he was agreeable. He was like, okay, I, I see the point in this. So that would work. And um, remember, I said I had another side business I was doing. So that was still running. Though at that point, it was still very shaky. And I needed to also make a decision on that business as well. Before I resigned and enrolled into a health and wellness certification program. But this was led from... Uh, the experiences that I was going through, because, I mean, you can imagine if you're leaving home at 6 a.m., coming back at 8, how how your body is operating. <laughs> it's it's not, uh, that's not how humans are supposed to be operating. And probably it, it's an experience you'd probably know, I don't know. But uh, it's a moment of go, 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 nonstop. So, and as, as a result of that, my body was also suffering in terms of my health, so feeling I would have a lot of headaches a lot of the time. I would get cold and flu were like my my <laughs> my lifestyle. So I would get, get well, stay a while, get another cold again. And now when I look back, it was all caused by the stress that I was going through because this was a stressful experience. I mean, just having going, 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 going and not stopping, it was stressful. Uh, considering uh, work itself has its own stresses. I have children to take care of. I have a family to manage. So all of these
0: costs are strained on me as an individual. And when you know, people don't understand the correlation between stress and lowered immunity and disease, because disease essentially means disease, lack of ease. When something is not right in your body, when there's an imbalance, if there's something that is not really harmonious in whatever part of your body, it manifests in every area of your life. And that's why I'm always very keen, even in my own coach, with my own coaching clients, to ensure that there's a balance. Very well, you have a successful business. Very well, you have the most beautiful children. Very well, that your relationship with God is good. But what about your physical health? How are you feeling? How are you you know how is your mental state? How is your emotional state? How is your physical state? Because at the end of the day, we are a holistic human being, and that's something that you're very passionate about. So when you talk about holistic approach to daily living and at the same time helping the women build successful and fulfilling businesses whilst working with them in that journey of developing and discovering their well-being. I believe this stemmed up from your own personal experience. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And that's why it's so important for us to be able to leverage on our past you know, experiences that we've gone through. I keep telling people, never look at an experience as something yes. bad. Out of it could come such amazing stuff, like what has happened in your life that what could have been used for your disadvantage is what you're using now to help other people. Yes, uh, actually that's true uh, because when when, uh, when we are growing up,
1: uh, especially in this part of the world, when you're growing up, it's about really getting yourself busy doing, 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 you're found sitting down, just sitting and lounging and they're like. why are you just sitting? Can you go and do one, two, three? So it, it's been just a culture of doing, doing, doing. You can't take a moment and just sit. And the same, we move it to our working lives. When we start working, it continues being the same culture. You want to work, 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 work. Uh, and and there was, I think also growing up, I don't think there was a point where uh, this other side of um, the family life and everything, and even not even just family, but even relationships, managing all that is nurtured. But more of the doing is nurtured. Now onto my my own story. Even after leaving work, I found that the doing still continues because this is how your you're, I'm oriented. This is how this is the, the the automatic mode of my life. So despite the fact that I've I've stopped working, which was I mean well, well that was okay. But still, you still want to continue doing. And I found even. A lot of my clients, even my friends, the same way. They're in business, but it's always on work mode. They're always running, running from one thing to the other. And that's why I thought, okay, there must be a stop to this. There must be a way, not even a stop, but there must be a way to blend in these things together. Because people are complaining every day. They're stressed out. People are complaining, I have a headache. People are complaining, my back is aching. People are complaining, just a lot of things in the physical that they don't connect with the work that they're doing or the life that they're leading. And that's why I, I talk about adding or infusing the well-being into your daily life. Just being able to know, okay, I'm doing all this, but even as I plan my schedule, there must be time of scheduled to say, okay, stop, uh, drink water, <laughs> stop, take a walk. Because it's very easy, especially for people who work in offices or people who do uh, sitting down jobs, to sit down from morning to evening. You need lunch, it's microwaved, and you come back, sit at your desk and eat. You need water, you already have your bottle there. But it's important to also even just stand up and get out, take a walk. Then again, what is this that is keeping you so glued? What What can you do about it as well? So that it's in a way, distributed or balanced so that you don't feel inadequate or guilty
0: that when you get off your desk, then there's something that you're missing. You did mention that you had a side hustle and you're like, oh, it was probably not doing as well as you would have wanted it at the time. And here you are in the transition. So what, what what did you do to be able to get clarity on exactly this work now that you've just shared with us, that this is the the routes that I'm going to take and run with it.
1: Okay. So um, I looked at my side hustle and by this time I was on my maternity leave. So I looked at my side hustle and I knew exactly what was ailing it. Uh one Number one reason, it was running itself. So <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was my business, but it was running itself. So I had to find a way to manage that. At the same time, um, now as I'm sitting there and thinking, okay, so what will be my next move? What skills do I have? What have I been doing? What do I, what am I passionate about? And now all these things came to me. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd not been in touch with you, I think, for a very long time. And one day, I think I was watching you on Facebook um, and I I, I think something you said clicked and I was like, okay, let me reach out to this lady. I still had your number, so I connected with you. But when we spoke and you explained to me then it made sense, I'm like, okay, yeah, it makes sense because if you leave work and you're just there, it's very difficult for you to actually get clarity, uh, get very clear on the next direction to go. And even the courage to get to take those steps. And that's where now you came in uh, when we started working together. I think immediately, it it maybe must have been maybe four to five months then. And we started working, you went back uh, to the UK and were working on Zoom. And uh, I think that's that's where it all started.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as you said, most people think that they can just jump out of whatever and things will work themselves out, but it doesn't work that way. You know, I shudder to imagine the kind of stress that would bring on an individual, that here they are, they've been working in an institution for whatever period of time, and then they leave the comfort of that without somebody literally holding their their hand. So what role can you say I played, and not necessarily me as Joanne, but what do you think is a principal role that a coach plays during this period of transition in the period of
1: transition one one key thing that a coach or, or what you did for me uh joanne is showing me the way that uh, I, I actually did it this is how i did one two three and you two can actually do it it's not difficult it's not impossible but it has to be systematic there's a process to do that which um coming from employment i didn't know the process even though I had a business yes but I didn't know the process, I didn't know the systems, I didn't know the market. So there are all these things that come to play which a coach helps you to actually discover in your zone of genius how to get into that. So for me it was really first giving me that direction that yes it's doable. I did it. I was working for the UN here I am so oh evidence right there. Then the next thing is courage do this, holding you accountable that yes, you said yesterday, you're going to do this. Then you you need to show me results, do it. You're not doing it for me. It's for yourself, but someone actually needs to hold your hand to get you to get to that. Because remember when you come from employment, whether you're the boss or you're a subordinate, you have someone who there, there are things, the systems are in place. So everything is working so there's you know what you're going to do tomorrow. There's a corporate strategic plan. So you know what you're going to do tomorrow. You have your work plan. You have your action plan. But at this point, you don't have an action plan. You don't have a strategy. You have nothing. So that's one place that a coach actually helps you to design exactly what are your next steps. That, that was another major thing. Just having that mindset shift from thinking like an employee waiting for instructions and waiting for direction. To knowing that I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the CEO, so I need to shift to my, my mindset to actually act like actually I am the CEO of my business.
0: Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, I'd want to hear from you. What are some of the principal differences you've seen from the employee mindset and an entrepreneurial mindset? What are the key differences that have popped up for you during your time as an entrepreneur? Oh, my. Uh, the the differences are,
1: are so many. But I think just to mention a few. One thing is, as um, as an entrepreneur, as an employee, you have systems in place, as I said. So there's the IT guy. I think that was my biggest shocker. So there's a the T guy, there's a the T girl, there's the marketing, there's the budget people. So there's finance. So. When you're an employee, you just pick your phone and anyway, knew I was working. I had an extension. So you just pick the extension. There um, for Brian, my my computer is not switching on. And the guy would come, switch on the computer, then go. Like, what was the problem? Nothing. You just needed to switch it on. So as in simple, you're you you you're so dependent on others that you, you, you sort of just become uh, quite, uh, I mean, totally dependent. While on the other hand, as an entrepreneur now, you get this you check-in, there's no support. You are the managing director, you're the finance director, you're the marketing director, you're the social media manager, you're the, uh, the, the cook and the tea girl. So you have to come in in all these pieces and know when to, which hat to bring on when, so that you can actually make things run. So that's, that's one major thing, uh, that's, that's one major difference that comes in. The other thing is waiting for uh, instructions. When you're an employee, things are already clear what you need to do because you already uh, dis- made, made a decision, this is the direction we are going, so your actions are very clear on exactly what to do every morning on the other hand as an the entrepreneur you design your own strategy you design your own action plan you design what exactly you want to do and which uh, activities to focus on that will take your business to the next level and if you don't take action then your business doesn't go anywhere and i knew that and i had to learn the lesson hard because i think when i started even when i was still working with you i was not very consistent i would start doing stuff then Start thinking, I mean, all these mindset issues and come back again, then go back again. And clearly, at that point, when you're going back and forth, there are no results. And it's only now later on when actually I started becoming very consistent and being very
0: clear. Then I found, okay, it's actually this process actually works. I absolutely agree with you. And I can identify with that because... For me, and I say that to my clients all the time, I was used to literally everything, just working in the corporate environment, being handled by other people. And here you are completely unaware. I mean, you're brand new, you learn as you go. And I think that's the beauty of the process. I keep saying I would not have it any other way, you know understanding the systems being able to look at a business holistically from the financials to the marketing to the social media to you know the your networking to there's nothing as fulfilling as running a business because you're able to see things in you as well that you never even thought existed the tenacity the grit the courage, the, you know, the ability to push through obstacles. You know, sometimes I sit with myself and I'm like, I'm not one to feel like, oh, I really want to push or feel like I'm salesy or I'm doing this to the other. But I know ultimately that it's, I'm not doing it for me. My course is the most amazing thing ever. And I know that when my clients sign up for this program, their lives will change. And a lot of us as entrepreneurs are held back by our own ego, where we think it's about us. It's not about us. And the moment you disassociate yourself from the the thing that you know, if they don't take my course, there's something wrong with me. If they don't purchase my program, there's something wrong with me. Oh, am I marketing this thing too much? The moment such thoughts start creeping into your head there's an ego problem there. There's a pride problem there because you're thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about the transformation or the work that you've been called to do to serve those people because ultimately at the end of the day, if you do not get to them, somebody else will. And I just wanted to bring that into perspective because most people uh, who are launching businesses are scared. Oh, I sound like I'm asking these people for money. It's a value exchange. I'll give you my service as you pay me. It's as simple as that. And then you do it in such a graceful and amazing manner that your clients end up loving the entire experience. And that's why I cannot happen on enough on creating an amazing customer experience, making sure that your clients are, are happy from the offset. And I want to hear, Nelly, based on this, you talked about helping your clients improve their leadership skills, right? through elements such as vitality, self-leadership, self-mastery, mindset, mental focus, and adaptability, which of these traits can I say is the one that you personally feel like I really need to have mastered this trait myself for me? Because there are traits in my business I had to master first for myself before I went to teach them. So, Which one of these did you feel you really had to work on before uh, teaching it to your clients? one main one for me was mindset. Uh, because as I said earlier,
1: just moving from being an employee and having that employee mindset and having that shift into being an entrepreneur is really, and I think some of those things that you're mentioning are things that I really struggled with. And for me to actually come to the point of knowing, okay, this is not really for me. it's I'm doing it for the for the client and this person actually needs it. That's why God has actually put me here to do this work because there's someone who needs it. And remembering that if I don't do this, then there's someone I'm actually denying an opportunity. So that hit me like a thunderbolt. I'm like, okay. So, and and it keeps playing in my mind. So I'm like, okay, I have to keep showing up. And I must say, even uh, as I work with clients, it's one of the biggest pain points that they come with. Because they come in with the same problem. Okay, now I shall show up. Then what will people think about me? Uh, I'm desperate. I just left job the other day. Uh, I left a nice job, or oh, I've just been retrenched, and now they'll feel even though I had, I got my package. My package is finished. So there are all those kind of of, of excuses, or I don't know, the mindset that really holds people back from being their best selves. And I've seen when you get that out of the way. The other uh, principles that you talked about come in very easily. So when you get the mindset in check and you bring it out, and I think even when we're working together, it's one thing I kept telling you, this mindset thing, it's something I'm really interested about. And I really dug deep, read books, uh, listened to podcasts, watched YouTube, because I really wanted to learn more about mindset. But I found when you've unlocked the mindset, then everything else just aligns. But when the mindset is still holding you back, when your mind is still holding you back on, on the ego that you're saying, uh, just thinking, oh, it's all about me, then you'll not be a- able to move
0: forward to do all the other
1: things uh, that that are lined up for you.
0: Mindset first. Mindset is probably 95%. Strategy is the 5%. And strategy you can learn anyway. You know, you did give us... Uh, information here that a lot of the work that you did in your corporate job included strategy development and execution. So you already have those skills, but once your mindset is in the right place, you become 1 million percent unstoppable. There is a unique purpose and divine calling that only you can feel in this world. As a trailblazing professional it is very likely that you are extremely gifted. You have a lot of talents, skills, and experiences that you bring to the table. You are multi-passionate and have lots and lots of bright ideas and amazing contributions to share with the world. But sometimes you feel very overwhelmed as you're not too sure where to start and what to focus on. You need a clear strategy, and a step-by-step action plan to support you. Do not worry, I get it. Why? Because I was there. Your purpose is as unique as you are and will definitely evolve as you move through life. And sometimes it's the most unconventional path that could lead you to your true north. This journey can sometimes be very hazy and ambiguous, and you'll find that you desire to have someone who gets it. A companion on this journey, someone objective, non judgmental, but knowledgeable. Someone who took their own leap of faith into the unknown and came out safely on the other side to walk closely with you. Someone compassionate, but also unbiased, who can really help you see your areas of strength and help you figure out what and where to pay attention to. Help you see your blind spots and what to leverage on in whichever season of life you're in. If you're serious about creating your life by design, not by default, then let's speak. Please go to the show notes and you'll find a link to schedule your 30-minute complimentary clarity call with me. Go on, do it. Best decision you will make. So Nelly, I want to hear from you why do you think people resonate with your approach of teaching? What is your edge? I think the first thing is my experience and my journey. So I, I like sharing
1: my my journey a lot because I've realized that when I share my story and where I've come from, it's not that um, it, it relates to a lot of moms. It relates to a lot of women who experienced the same things and didn't know how to balance it out. So that's one one area. But the other thing also is, as I said earlier, I did um, a holistic wellness certification program uh, way back when I was still working. And I didn't know how it would come to be because I was doing it for my own self, just to help myself uh, live a better life. But later on, as I started coaching, then I found, okay, this really works very well because anyone that comes to work with me uh, have an area in their wellness that they want to work on then that brings it all together very well. But that's usually my foundation because once you get yourself in terms of your vitality, that's your energy reengineering, ensuring that you're whole in everything that you do, you're sleeping well, you're taking care of yourself, you're doing your movement, you're Um, eating right in terms of your nutrition are you eating whole foods you're sleeping well then your whole self is taken care of among other things your whole self is taken care of and that builds the great foundation that then you can come out strongly and do these other things with vigor with excitement and also with engagement because now you've already taken care of yourself And your family and you can be able to do these other things in terms of growing your business, doing your marketing, showing up, being visible, just without feeling like you're holding back or like there's something that's holding you
0: back. Yeah. And you mentioned the word, uh, you said energy re-engineering and vitality. And I wanted to extrapolate a little bit on that because I recognize that many people are really deficient of energy. Even in my coaching, uh, every single time I have a coaching client, they'll tell me how I feel my energy levels are depleted. I feel there's a part of me that is just sort of dragging itself through the motions of the day. What are some practical tips that you can give in terms of vital- that piece, that vitality piece and the, the energy reengineering engineering as you called it? Okay. Uh, to, to keep your energy up, the things that we need to
1: do are very simple and it's things that we know but we don't do them as well as we should. Sleep is one main one, and this I've come across among almost everyone that I've worked with, uh, because we, we assume that sleep, it's, it's not so important, but you find that at the end of the day, it's very key because once you sleep well, your cells regenerate. The things that you learned yesterday, when you sleep that night, then your memory, they start being stored in your memory. If you're done workout, your cells are regenerating. So you're, you're going, your body is uh, building the muscles that you created during your workout. So if you don't sleep, then uh, you lose out on all these things. So you find that you're forgetting things. Your body is not feeling itself in terms of your creativity because you didn't rest your brain properly. So your creativity is also not at the top notch as it's supposed to be. Then the other thing is uh, exercise or movement. And you need to do this because, first of all, it helps you sleep better. It takes care of your body. So like when you do even a simple 30-minute walk in the morning, that's enough energy for the whole day. So just making sure your body is moving, it helps you sleep. It also ups your creativity because you, as, you, as you walk, you're getting some sunshine. If there's sunshine where you are, so you're getting all the benefits <laughs> of, of the sun. Uh, hydration, and hydration is drinking water. So it's either pure water or you can spruce it up with some cucumbers and lemon. But water, water is good because it hydrates the body. Uh, because we find that because of being that tired, some people end up drinking a lot of either coffee or tea and not hydrating. So you're getting very dehydrated and this makes you feel tired and groggy. But when you all you need is to drink water, you might even feel hungry and you're not even hungry, and reach out for food, and all you needed was to drink water. So hydration, and I keep a big bottle of water just next to me so that I keep sipping, and it reminds me that I have to keep drinking. So it's just a habit, a simple habit that can be formed that takes you uh, miles. And the last thing I want to talk about is eating, what you're eating. So eating food that is um, as close to the farm as possible. And that means food that is as less processed, if not processed at all, even better. So what your
0: grandmother or your great-grandmother ate, that would be the, the best recommendation for me. I love it. And that's what this podcast is about. We're here for giving practical solutions. You know, we're not here to just chatter about and just have a little chinwag. work. The whole thing about the podcast is that we the audience walks out with something tangible that they can apply today that they can decide you know for me as you are speaking, I'm like, you know what? yes, my sleep and and we've had sessions with you about my sleep and I've really taken it seriously but sometimes I'm you know I'm out and about uh, doing work in the middle of the night you know like uh, you got an email from me really early this morning. I was being coached from 2 to 4 a.m this morning and obviously because of that I had to sleep a bit earlier uh, you know it's being a different that particular coaching program I'm in is in a completely different time zone and I really did not want to miss out on the session so for the duration that it's happening I have to be awake at 2 a.m to 4 am twice a week you know, to be able to take care of that. But I'm very aware that on the day like today, mm-hmm. um I will sleep really early. You know what I mean? So it's being able to see that there's a gap here, how do I feel it? Because we will not always have perfect moments of sleep like, you know, eight hours every single day. But what can we do to be able to to make sure that at least it's not a habit, that it's not every day that you're not that you're not sleeping well. You know so that's very, very critical and and that's okay, and also
1: good to remember that life happens, but uh, we we just yeah. get back to the to the to the cycle again. Life happens, but we get ourselves back to the cycle again, and remember to rest. remember I talked about doing, 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 so even in 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 your day, find time just to pockets of time where you can take some time just to rest and do take up hobbies, do things that excite you. It doesn't have to be always about work,
0: yeah. I was teaching my Next Level on Purpose uh, personal development program, and uh, and one of the modules we have is Next Level Passions. And it was so interesting that we have this group of 10 amazing women, and many of them are like, I don't have a passion. Please help me find a passion. Help me discover a passion and really delving deep into, not surface passions, but something that really intensely makes you happy and I was so pleased you know because they have a, a little community where they communicate seeing them coming up with their passions this is my passion you know seeing somebody who had never ever taken up knitting deciding I'm gonna do knitting buying knitting needles another one saying I'm gonna do crochet another one saying I'm interested in polo I'm actually going to start, join a polo club and for me that has just been phenomenal because I'm like I cannot be the teacher of these things and not pursuing them. And I'm like, you know, it's so important. And like, th- this podcast for me is a passion project. There is nothing beyond passion here. I just love doing the podcast. It's, uh, it's so helpful for me and therapeutic when I'm hearing the stories, you know, from the different people and hearing the experiences and me also recording my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own, you know, musings. There's nothing as therapeutic as that. And now, obviously, I'm an outdoor person. I really like going out. I mean, I live in a cold country, but I spend a lot of time outdoors when I can. And realizing, okay, yes, I do my walks and I do this. What else can I add? So one of the things I have done recently, I signed up for, and it's going to start in the spring, is going for spring walks. Community, you know, and going to see the flowers, going to see the different birds. The birds that were in hibernation in the winter are back. Let's do some bird watching. Sounds very British, (laughs) but it's an activity that I know I will absolutely enjoy. So, really, finding our passions and pursuing them is very important as we live this life so that we can be able to step into our next level on purpose in a way that is not only intentional, but also brings us a lot of joy while walking in full alignment with our divine calling. So, Nevi, I would want to hear from you who have been the three most influential coaches and mentors in your life? Which coaches and mentors? Can you say that mm, this one's really transformed my life? Wow. Okay. Um, three. I think for me, number one would be definitely
1: the first coach I ever had was Joanne Muturi. So, <laughs> so <laughs> for me, that's a, a first. That's my number one. Uh, the next one I would think of uh, right now is uh, Dr. Patricia Morogami. Uh, she's someone I really admire in the ta- in the way that she does her work, and she, she's someone who really inspires me as well. So that's okay. my second one. My third one would be I, I'm trying I'm trying to remember her official name. Shiko. <laughs> Shiko. Shiko is a is a, a health coach uh, here in Kenya. <laughs> yeah, she's a Coach Roseanne. That's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> Yes, Coach Rosanne. Coach Rosanne, I just love her zeal for her work, her passion for her work. She's, all, I mean, she's someone I really love as well. Yeah, so those three are the ones I would think about. And the others internationally, the late Bob Proctor, the writer of The, the Success Principles. Jack Canfield, yes. Yes, th- those, I mean, those are amazing, amazing people who, who I, I always, I mean, they're always ringing at the back of my mind because I soak up into their books, their podcasts, their
0: YouTube. So. Definitely, they're also my mentors. Yes. That's awesome that um, Coach Rosanne and Dr. Patricia get to listen to this episode so that they can hear your shout-out to them. You see, one of the things that we don't recognize is the role that mentors and coaches play in our lives. And you know very well that I've never had a gap in terms of coaching. I always ensure that I'm coached up at any given time because I know if you leave me to my own devices, it's easy for fall back into old patterns, into old familiar patterns, you know, the overthinking, the lack of consistency or, you know, getting all over my head in terms of decision making. And it happens to the best of us. And I found for me that just even having that touch point, it may not even be every week or every other week or whatever, but making sure that you have a touch point so that when these thoughts creep up. You have somebody right there to help you really process them and move on really, really quickly because success loves speed. And many of us, all we needed is just one word from somebody, and there's that shift immediately. So I really encourage people not to look at coaching as a luxury. Coaching is not a luxury. Coaching is something that is very essential to really developing us, evolving us, helping us you know, really more size into the people that we've been created to be. So I just wanted to chip in with regards to that. And I'd want to ask you, Nelly, what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone thinking of leaving the safety of their corporate job to go into full-time entrepreneurship? Wow. Well, if at that point of
1: living uh, where you feel the need to leave your corporate job, number one thing I would like to say is have a plan. Don't just jump ship. And uh, I think one thing Joanne does is help you do your transition plan. So have a plan, know exactly what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And it can be two years, it can be three years, it can be a year. But the most important thing is just to have that plan. The second thing is be good where you are at. Don't start slackening. Don't start showing attitude. Don't start going late. Show excellence where you are. Do your work to your best ability. Because what? When you leave your job, those networks, you'll need them when you're out uh, doing your business. Those are the people who will be the first contact that you'll talk to. So do your work with excellence because they're the ones who will talk about you to others. They're the ones who will say how much you've done well in your work. So that's the number two. Keep your networks. Don't burn the bridges. Number three is find what you love to do uh, take time, reflect, and just be able to look inward and see what is it that you really love to do. So that even when you engage a coach, uh, then you already have a direction of where to go. As much as the coach will guide you, they will not tell you what to do, but they'll guide you. But they'll be able to guide you even in a better, uh, better way and be able to support you even bigger if you're already starting to have at least ideas of what the direction that you want to follow.
0: Yes. Um, that's really helpful, Nelly. Um, life will throw us curveballs. Life will throw rotten eggs on our face. Things will happen that we are not anticipating, you know, and it's very easy when life happens. And I found this over and over again for people to lose their mojo. They lose their enthusiasm for the thing that they started. And I found many people start a business and then something happens and they abandon it or they don't continue with the exuberance or the excitement that they had before. And I found that a lot of the times these people just needed just some little encouragement, some little support around the mindset to be able to move forward. What are some of the tools that you use in your own life? When, Like last year, you know, you went through some circumstances, and if you wish to share, you can share, that were not very easy. How are you able to process your own losses and all these difficult situations and still get back on the saddle? Um, Thank you for that
1: question. I think change is one constant in life, and curveballs will be thrown at us in different ways. And for me, I think last year was a difficult year because I lost two people who are very close to me. That's my grandmother and my grandfather. My grandmother is the one I'm named after. That's how we name here in, in my culture. And my grandfather was the husband to to this person. And these were very close people to me. And the fact that I spent a lot of time just supporting my mom in caring for them and walking with them that journey of healing and and uh, recuperation. Uh, I think it really. I almost stalled just. Stopping, (laughs) stopping to to, to do my business. But then I kept reminding myself. And I think one thing that kept popping in my mind is, Nelly, you're here. You can hear all these things that are being talked about uh, your grandmother and your grandfather. What will people talk about you? What legacy are you leaving behind? And not even about legacy, what impact are you leaving behind? Because if I don't do anything, I just put my hands up, then I, I lose out. So one thing is always reminding myself that I have people to impact. And remember that thing I was saying always plays in my mind. If I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing, if I don't coach uh, these women on their business and their well-being, then there's someone out there who's missing out on something big. There's someone out there who is suffering because I'm not doing my thing. If you're not making your creams or doing your baskets, whatever you're supposed to do, there's someone out there who doesn't have things to use because you're not stepping up to that purpose. So I think that's one thing that keeps playing in my mind, just to remind me. The other thing I I often do is journaling. I think just going back and stepping back and looking inward and reflecting and writing down what's going on at that particular moment, writing down my gratitude list. And I think the gratitude list is, is my highlight because once I write that, then it spans my, my energy. I feel more energized. I feel, Oh, I actually need to go and do this and that and do more. I, I talk to my clients and it just keeps me going. So yes, you, uh, I think I just find things around me that
0: help me uh, propel me to, to get back to work. That's excellent. And uh, Nelly has been very generous to share with us our a download, you know, she's given us her Startup Success, How to Start a Business You Love, ebook, and we'll definitely be sharing it in the show notes. We also have uh, different points of contact with Nelly on Instagram and Facebook, which you will be able to see on the show notes. But I would like you, Nelly, to share with us a little about how clients or people who are listening may be interested to get in touch with you What do you have up your sleeves right now in terms of client support?
1: Oh, a few minutes just before we we started this, I think we're talking about this and I'm telling you I'm in launch mode and it's that point where you're following up your contacts, you're putting out the program out there. And right now I'm in the process of enrolling for my uh, flagship program. It's called the Startup Accelerator and it's a 10-week program where I take um, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, through the process of um, developing their business or starting their business, and we work on everything from your marketing to your strategy. So by the time you finish the program, you're doing actual real work on your business. It's not you do the, you come to class, then you go back, but you do it as we go. So at the end of that, you have a roadmap, you have things you've implemented, you've started receiving cash from your, from your clients, and most of all, you also do inner work. Inner work is what we are talking about earlier, about your mindset, uh, just going deeper to find what is it that is blocking you to doing the thing that you're supposed to do um, to the best of your ability. So I invite you to enroll for this program. Uh, Joanne will share the details in the link. And we can be able just to have you on this uh, very exciting journey. I'm very excited about it because it's a revamped one uh, from the previous uh, session that we held. So this is going to be really it's uh, on on, a, on another level.
0: So I'm very excited about it. Exciting. So we'll have all that information shared in the show notes. And you can definitely reach out to Nelly if it is something that interests you. And as we wind up, Nelly, I want to know what does the next level on purpose mean to you? What does the next level on purpose mean to you?
1: For me right now, the next level on purpose um, means to me being at a place where um living on significance. This is my year of significance. So being significant and being impactful. So giving back my skills, my intellect, myself to the society, being able to have impact in everything that I do. I think
0: that's a big one for me and leading to significance. I love it. And as we wind up this podcast, I would want you to give us a parting shot. This is anything that you feel in your spirit you'd want to share with the audience, anything from your heart. that you're like, you know what? I'm not going to leave this podcast without saying this. So go for it. Thank you, Joanne.
1: One thing I would want to say uh, as, as I close is that whatever you want to do in your life, whatever you dream of doing, Nothing is impossible. You can do it. And anyone you admire, anyone you look up to that has done things that you think are beyond imagination, the once at a point of idea, the ones at a point of imagination, and now it's real. So that means even you too can actually decide that you're going to get whatever you want to do. So just get out there, get on your feet
0: and take action. That's the key. You have to take action and you'll get it done. Take action, get moving, get it done, and understand that everything starts from the seed of imagination. Are you going to water that seed? Are you going to nurture that seed? Or are you going to leave it in that state? Absolutely not. Not anybody under my watch, not anybody under Nelly's watch. We want to make sure that every idea that has been planted in your head, you move with it to the next level. And that's what this podcast is all about. Thank you ever so much, Nelly, for your amazing uh, aura, being able to share with us from your heart so willingly and giving us very specific examples and tools that we can apply in our next level on purpose lives. And I just want to say that real transformation and change comes from the recognition that your success is inevitable. And you just sharing about leading with significance, leading with impact, understanding legacy. These are such critical components. And I want to finish by saying that there is another level with your name on it. Are you ready to embrace that new level with your name on it. I believe you are. And until we meet again for the next episode, Nellie and I will leave you and love you. It's been another amazing episode of The Next Level on purpose. And until next time, I will say this, live your one royal life with boldness and courage. Until next time, take care and God bless.